the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. You can always pick up the phone. You can always drive me an email. If you want to help people get to retirement. That's the thing, so to be, so to speak. Um, that's my goal. And um, we'll see. We'll see. It's about creating wealth. It's not really about exploiting scenarios. But in any stock market environment, you try to look around and say, what should I be doing now? Or have I done everything correctly? And you're seeing some high quality companies trade at a discount to where they normally trade. So there's a little bit of disruption with what's going on in world political events. But I don't think companies like Amazon have lost their business model ways due to the Ukraine and Russia. So if you're in it for the long term to create wealth, you may see a situation like Ukraine and Russia and see how maybe this is a buying opportunity instead of a selling situation. With that said, it's never fun seeing what's coming out of CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. Um, I don't like seeing 18-year-old children, you know, with guns in their arms, either side, to be quite honest with you. Um, not that I don't like guns. I grew up in a military family. It's quite honestly, it's very different. It's, I saw people die. I saw widows created. Not many, because I grew up mostly during peace times, but um, the bombings in Beirut, it sucks. It's, it, it tears people, it tears families into shreds. It happens pretty fast. So my goal is to give you honest information to get you to retirement. Um, I do see a difference between millennials, Generation X, maybe boomers, zillennials, who I'm going to creep in together with basically anyone under 40 and anyone over 16. All right, the zillennials. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the zillennials. So I'm not that worried about the day-to-day on the stock market. Last week, my company, EP Wealth, saw that the markets were struggling. And they said, can you and Adam do a, a quick piece? Talk about the history of market corrections during um, military operations. And, and you can throw in like assassinations of Kennedy. You can throw in those world economic events that are tied towards political disruptions. Didn't see that one coming, like 9-11. And typically, historically, after about 50 days, when the event ends, you're back to where we were when the event began. That doesn't mean you're at all-time highs, because we weren't at all-time highs when this started. And it doesn't mean that history is going to repeat itself, because there is no guarantee. But I'd rather err on the side of, this doesn't look much different to me than the last time Russia invaded Ukraine. And went off the Crimea, the port, tried to protect their 
business rights of distributing energy, which is the, what the country does. This doesn't look highly unlike what Saddam Hussein did every time he had rattled the United States' cage. It doesn't look unlike what North Korea did a few years back, where military tensions on nuclear strikes started to mount. Typically, the world knows how to play the United States, kind of become unfurled, and then ask for money. You want things to end, Mr. United States? Give us some money so we can feed people. Typically, that's how it works. But again, who knows how it works this time? I think it's fair to say. The last 20 years, if you are one of those zillennials, if you're gone from age 18 to 40, it's been a pretty tough turmoil. You've been carrying around economic baggage since the Great Recession. You can't seem to catch a break. You've got a notorious bout of bad economic luck. You've been subject to the narrative of a frivolous generation who prefers to blow money on avocado toast. The reality is that your interest in adulthood has been shortchanged by the economy. I believe that to be true. I believe that when I was 20 years old, 20 to 40, the economic opportunities to me were there much more so than they are today. But then again, there's things like influencers that weren't there for me. But in a way, I kind of am a radio financial influencer, but not an internet financial influencer. With that said, I do have some internet channels. You can find them at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. But the Great Recession and student loan debt and the cost of student loan debt and the cost of renting and the cost of buying a home has been pretty annoying. If I was under the age of 40 right now, I would probably be pretty frustrated by the, the few doors that opened and I had to sneak into windows. Still could do it, but not quite as easy. The average millennial feels behind in their career and their finances. The 2007 financial crisis hit when the oldest millennials were age 26. They bore the true brunt of the recession, entering a tough job market and experienced wage stagnation. Can you imagine going to college, getting a four-year degree, doing it right, and then finding that unemployment's at 10, 15% for your age bracket? Shockingly, student loan debt continues to climb. I haven't been in student loan debt in 17 years. I was from age 20-ish to 34, 33, 35 in that area. But my student loan debt was like 80 bucks a month. It never felt taxing. And, but, and school costs have gone nothing but up. 2000 millennials, 60% of the respondents... 60% said they took out a student loan for undergraduate. 43% owe between 10000 and 50000 It's not good. Being saddled with debt tends to slow down family formations. Um, men and women tend to pick their spouses, maybe sometimes not out of love, but out of stability. Before the oldest millennial turned 40 last year, the generation faces their second recession. So I think I do a show for the Generation X. You should be set. You should have between your 1 million and 4 million. 
You should be close. Otherwise, there's a good chance you're going to work till the day you die. For the baby boomers, you should be in retirement or close. And you should be living off that nest egg and practicing it. For the millennials, they still have to find their way of wealth accumulation, career, housing, college costs, having children and the economic impact there. It's interesting because one of the things I tell my kids, it's, I don't want them to follow my footsteps. I really don't. But I say, I love cooking. And if I can go back, and this is my way of saying, this is what I would consider doing. I love to cook. If I can go to like a chef school and then get assigned to like a Hilton and go from Hilton International location to Hilton International location to a new location, like that would be a great way to spend my 20s and get in management. But eh, who wants to cook for their whole life? That's a, that's a hard life. But I'm trying to tell my kids it's wish, what I wish I could have done in my 20s or that's an opportunity now that's still there then. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. No matter what's going on with the market, rock, scissors, paper, I still think capitalism beats headline news. Inflation is probably the worst roll of the dice we can hit, and we've hit inflation as we move into a conflict that's all about oil and natural gas. Mm, makes the story more interesting. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, the Rob Black Show. The true story right now should not be about what's happened in the Ukraine, although it is a tragedy. Totally get it. The true story should be is how does the world reopen? How do we deal with inflation? That came about in large part because of major disruptions during the time of COVID. Right now, cities are announcing you can drop the mask. Not at an alarming rate, but at a refreshingly, this is good rate. They're looking at the hospitals. They're seeing how few people are in them versus how many. They're saying you can drop the mask. Sadly, more people are going to die, but I think we're saying, seeing that as it comes with the territory. Keep my mind, my mom passed away from COVID on a ventilator. Keep in mind my good friend went in the hospital for five days on a ventilator. Healthiest guy I know. So he got the old and he got the young. But in all that, I'm looking at some of the things that I'm seeing out there. And I'm not really the biggest Tom Holland fan. He's really, really short and he smokes cigarettes. And this, that combination to me is like, oh, he's an actor. It's like, did you see that story over the weekend that Tom Cruise stayed in character during the, TV, the movie Taps? So he's a young 18-year-old military school intense mother, you know. So he'd stay in character. And I'm like, oh, another short guy that has to yell at waiters and waitresses because he's in character. So but Tom Holland's Uncharted Wins the weekend as Spider-Man inches closer to 800 million in North America. All said and done, he's had a very good movie year. And it's ultimately set himself up for massive paydays going forward in two major franchises, Spider-Man and Uncharted. Uncharted is tied towards the, the Sony PlayStation game, which was kind of a ripoff of uh, the Millennials' Indiana Jones for video games. And it 
translated okay into a movie. The ratings aren't great, but a lot of people are there watching every week as Tom Holland appears on the big screen. I saw that Spider-Man No Way Home passed Titanic. And last time I remember seeing Titanic, I remember full movie theaters. I remember popcorn. I remember being in love and you know hoping the day went well. Probably did dinner in a movie. I saw Titanic twice, maybe at the movie theaters. Maybe just once. But going into that, we knew it was going to be a flop because we all knew how it ended. And then we were like, oh, that's kind of beautiful the way they did that. So Tom Holland's telling me that things are getting back to open. And again, do you want to focus on Ukraine? Feel free. I'm not going to stop you. Do you want, and I got a great email on this. <laughs> Let me share this with you because it made me laugh and I forgot it's sitting in my account still. Um, every now and then I get an email that I kind of see what they're trying to do. And um let's see if i can find it real quick i hope to find it real quick so if you drop me an email i'm going to take it seriously okay here it is um i have a question for rob about something i already on the show i understand you look at the stock market historically and reassure your listeners but do you really understand what's going on in the day in the world and that a new history no one could predict is happening there's a lot to be said for looking back but times in the world have changed you know how to protect your wealth, but building it in this day and age, are you really so certain you should be advising anyone at all? Now, that came from someone who has an AOL.com in their email address. So first and foremost, I, I appreciate if you don't want to hear me, you don't have to. You can turn off the station. You can turn off the ideas. I find it interesting that you feel a need to express your discontent um, and you want it beyond me. But my guess is this person is 60 plus, hasn't saved enough for retirement, and is stressed. I don't make decisions out of stress, fear, or greed. I try not to. They happen. Um, in the recent down market, I'm like, ooh, sold a house last year, and I was going to put that work to, to work. I was going to put that money to work over 12 months. It could be. 25% can go in every three months. It, 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 I had a plan for it. And I was like, oh, pull back. Maybe I should change that plan. And the answer is no, I shouldn't. Because I can't predict with any certainty. And I get the idea of let's take a shot that this time it's different. I'm not trying to predict what's happening. And that's where the mistake comes in from uh, the AOL emailer. I'm not going to give any more names on a person, but I can guarantee, all but guarantee it's 60 plus years old and undersaved for money, undersaved for retirement. And again, the list of things that we have seen in the stock market deal with in our lifetime, it's not minor. It's quite huge. Um, and I just kind of want to remind people that this market has seen, you know, Kennedy assassinated, Reagan attempt assassinated. World War One, World War Two, seen conflicts in Korea, conflicts in Vietnam, conflicts around the world. It's seen dictators destroy their own people. It's seen the rise of China, which was a closed communist country that kind of pseudo embraces capitalism now, but only when they want to. This market has seen it all, and I'm not saying you know that's the 
all go sign. I'm not trying to push you into doing something you're uncomfortable with. Turn off the radio if you don't want to listen to me. Um, I am comfortable with where we are, is what I would like to say. Um, and a year, two years, three years from now, will Americans be thinking about Tom Holland at the movie theaters or will Americans be thinking about Russia and Ukraine? I, I think down the road, it's we've got a very short-term memory. And we're able to digest things like high inflation in the 1970s or stagflation during the Reagan eras. We've lived through various types of economies. We've lived through dot-com 1.0, which you could think of as like Yahoo and Excite, GeoCities, Pets.com. We've lived through Web 2.0, which was much more social. What will Web 3 be? It's coming. So... You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. This is Rob Black. Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Rob Black Show. If you're looking for a certified financial planner or getting ready for retirement, contact me at rob at robblackshow.com. I can get you in touch with a certified financial planner from EP Wealth. Contact me, rob at robblackshow.com. That's rob at robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. There is no guarantee that stocks are ever going to be at all-time highs forever. You know that, right? Warren Buffett finds little that excites him as Berkshire profits soared. I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. I haven't always been. When I started, I wanted to beat him. As I've gotten older, I want to join him. He's got his style. I've got mine. He's inspired mine more often than not. It's hard right now to be at the top of investment conglomerate. It's got $713 billion of businesses inside of it. He's built a great cash flow machine. He tends to like companies that pay on a regular basis back to their shareholders. The latest data on what Berkshire Hathaway is looking at, it shows you that they're not really aggressively buying. They're sitting on $146 billion in cash. One of the things that they did this year was buy back shares themselves. Sometimes you can look around, look at other companies and go, okay, this is the way to go. This is my path. I could invest in other companies or I could sit on the sidelines and just invest in myself or I could sit on the sidelines with a lot of cash. Average company in the Russell 3000, which is a blend of US companies that are big and small, it's fallen over 30% from its 52-week highs. While Berkshire Hathaway has gained 6.4% this year. If you were to say, okay, well, let's not compare it to a, a broad index like the Russell 3000. Let's compare him to the S&P 500. Uh, the S&P 500 is down 8%. He's up 6.4%. He had his annual shareholder meeting this weekend is why I'm talking about him. He looks at his four giants. It's lucrative property and life insurance operations. The Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad, which earned a record high of nearly $6 billion last year. Burlington Northern Santa Fe. Um, it's a choo-choo company. And I don't know if you ever played Monopoly, but 
I don't know if you like the railroads or not, but I always did as a kid. Every time someone would land on us, give me some money. And for the record, I didn't play a lot of Monopoly as a kid. I wasn't that kid. Um, he's got Berkshire Hathaway Energy. He's also got a 5.6% stake in Apple. So he's got a utility company. He's got a railroad company, a life insurance operation, and Apple. He spent $31 billion on Apple, and it's now worth $161 million. Last year, Berkshire Hathaway spent $27 billion buying back its own stock, and it's already bought back $1.2 billion more this year. Um, and to show you kind of where I'm at, and I have not done this, I'm not in an imperative of time. I'd like to get my kids each one share of Berkshire Hathaway. I'd prefer to do the actual Berkshire Hathaway versus the baby Berkshire Hathaway B shares. Um, I'd like to say, hey, guys, look at what it's done in your lifetime. When I sit down with them in their 20s or 30s and say, this is what investing does. Um, I have almost all the confidence in the world. I never want to say 100% confidence. But I have almost 100% confidence that Berkshire Hathaway will be standing in 10, 20, 30 years from now based on the fact that they're selling insurance products, the fact that they're doing the unglamorous, sending stuff across the country on a, a railroad. Apple, how magical is Tim Cook and the need for Apple to win at the virtual reality? Not that much. We used to look at Apple and go, well, they're just one product cycle away from being just like everyone else. They seem to be on automation now with their phones. Their operating system, which I've been playing with, uh, the next version that's coming out, 15. It seems to be right on. Um, it just It's slowly evolving intelligently. Uh, they don't have to do anything groundbreaking anymore. They figured ways to get away from anti-competitive noise. They figured ways to get away from Epic and the App Store complaints that Epic has thrown their way. I get it. Trust me. In the end, uh, I can give you a quick one. 20 years ago, you could drive around the Bay Area and you'd see AOL sucks on a license plate, A-O-L-S-U-X. Um, and another one that I saw was Microsoft sucks, M-S-F-T-S-U-X. And I get it. They're, they're, they're not the nicest companies. Um, I would say that AOL stymied innovation. Um, but then they couldn't control it. They got us on the internet. They showed us what the internet could look like with a closed system. Do you remember AOL? Do you remember like you would log on and it'd go, you've got mail. But on top of it, it would say like, do you want to go to the world of sports? Do you want to go to the world of finance? Do you want to go to the world of fashion? And there was easy to navigate menus. But then we were like, oh, what if I want to do something kind of weird? And AOL just wasn't good at the weird. I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. Um, I would say a lot of what he does is figure out the men grow whiskers every day. And because of that, we shave. It's, I know, I know, trust me. Women are like, oh, you guys got it easy. You got it easy. I get it. But there's waste off of everyday occurrences that you could invest. And he invested in razor blades he was one of the very first people that talked about the genius of 
uh, razor blades in the sense that, you know, you could lose money on that really expensive, magically lit shaver that you slide a razor blade into. It's got seven adjustable heads. It, it floats in the air. It gives you the cleanest shave ever. Company could lose money on that as long as they, you keep that handle and you keep buying the razor blades at two, three, four bucks per. Um, they could do the marketing on the Super Bowl of the Mach 5. Do you need five deadly, deadly razor blades right next to your neck? Do you want them rough or do you want them floating on the angel's wings? And of course, they're like, I want the angel wings. I don't want to be, I, I want it to look clean, but I don't want to feel tough. Like, yeah. So Buffett's been really good in his lifetime. You know, if I decide that I want to bring a car in from Mexico, let's say I want to buy 10 cars. I want to bring them in for, they're going to be built in Mexico. I don't have any other options other than bring my, I can bring my truck or buy my train. And if I'm bringing in a thousand cars then trucks suddenly don't have any realistic numbers tied towards them that could work trains. And I'm not talking train 2.0. I'm not talking anything magical of the way Buffett sees it. One of his biggest investments is for Giants is insurance. Um, if you don't pay for pay your, for your property insurance, you don't get paid a check when it, it falls over. He does a lot of what's called reinsurance, which let's say I've got a million and a half dollar house in the mountains. And every year it gets closer and closer to being burned down. At some point in time, my insurance company will be like, well, we're only going to cover the first 60%. You need to go out and get someone like Warren Buffett's General Re to cover the other 40%. Or I have a property that's in Louisiana and I, I need it covered, but due to the nature of hurricanes, I'm going to have to have it covered in two different ways to cover my back. Very, very profitable. Um, if I could, keep in mind Berkshire Hathaway does a lot of investments in a lot of different types of companies. If I could use his strategist who say, yeah, we're looking at our next acquisitions to be an iron company out of Israel. I'd be like, I should look at an iron company out of Israel. If it's good enough for Warren Buffett's team to look at it, it's good enough for me to look at it. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. It just, it kind of, he doesn't do crazy stuff. You know, he missed the dot-com era. And back then, 25 years ago, you know, of course, I'm pounding my chest like, yeah, I beat Warren Buffett this year. I'm on radio. I beat Warren Buffett. Because I happen to be in companies like Apple and Microsoft and AOL. And then AOL didn't end well for me, right? It, it did fine in, in the big scheme of things of what it started at versus where it finished and where you give up on a company. Um, but AOL had nicknames like AO, AO Hell. Um, what's good for Warren is good for me. So if you get a chance to look at his annual letter to shareholders and you can do this today, heck, I gave you permission to stop listening to the show and go Google it and then tell your phone to read it to you. It's that kind of good. It's in a bucket of chicken. Um, anything that he writes and he's not seeing a lot on sale right now. He sees a lot of high valuation still. I wonder if I go back and does he do that every year? No, because we see his filing on what he bought. When you're that big of a billionaire, when you buy stuff, you have to disclose it. He does a very, very nice job. And again, is it colloquial? Yes. 
but when he owns things like Dairy Queen and you're like, yeah, those, those chocolate freezes or whatever they make, the blizzards, they turn them upside down before they give them to you to show you how thick and dense they are or how cold and thick and dense they are. I don't even know. But those frozen yogurts cost maybe 10 cents to make and they sell you them for five or $6. I could be exaggerated a bit on the cost, but not by much. Um. And you look at some of his other businesses, and again, it's all about the big cash flows, whether it be insurance like Geico. I've had Geico for 25 years of my life and uh, longer. And every time I get into a car accident or something like that, I still continue to pay. My rates are higher than they were. Like He gets into cash flow businesses that are going to be in business in good times and bad times. He doesn't need flashy tech, but he does have Apple. That's worthy of note. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Last week, I took a light week because it was my kids' ski week, which is one of those weird things that you come to California, you learn about. You're like, what do you mean ski week? And I came to California, I didn't have any children. So I was like, wait, wait, what do you mean people are taking a week off for ski week? Wait, wait, does the kid, does the whole school go to a ski lodge and like hang out as like seventh graders and eighth graders and is this some team? I know it's just you're off school. Is that spring break? No, no. We also get spring break coming up. Last week uh, was ski week. So I took a little bit of time off and it's kind of nice. I highly recommend you don't work yourself to the point of frustration. And the news cycle can be exhausting um, in the sense that like, do we really live in this world? <laughs> Here's my favorite story so far out of the Ukraine. It's not the Saturday Night Live cold open. It's not, you know, a stand-up comedian is now the president of a country. It's not a, a former heavyweight boxer is the mayor of Kiev. Like those are all pretty entertaining stories in themselves. If you're a writer, you almost couldn't write those things. There's a Ukrainian citizen who tried to, to blow up Putin's boat, his yacht, his mega yacht. And I'm like, that's the movie that I want to see when they start making movies of this. I know you're saying that's really cold. People are still dying. And I, I, I'm going to shut up right there. But the news cycle is just brutal. Um, and then coming up into the year, we're going to have a big news cycle on, you know, elections. That to me is much more important than the Ukrainian war. In the next 10 years, I'm going to look forward to seeing how did Putin make a mistake? Did he crash his economy? Did he strengthen his position on trying to, a lot of people uh, in Russia see that the Iron Curtain falling was the biggest travesty to ever happen to the motherland. That when they were the USSR, it's different when they started breaking up the country. And I think in 10 years from now, we're going to look at the economic impact of this, this Ukrainian situation. Go, I wonder if sanctions did good or bad and what, what's the lasting impact. So let's hit some of the top stories coming out today that we have to deal with. Tech giants are increasing pressure over the Ukraine. Social media companies have long held their ground as neutral parties espousing freedom of expression. But as the conflict with Ukraine escalates, many are feeling the pressure to take a firmer stance against Russia. Um, Russia said that it would partially limit Facebook access, accusing it of censorship. Meta, also known as Facebook, has created a task force that will remove hate speech or content that incites violence and label posts from state-controlled media and those that fact-checkers have deemed false. OnlyFans, I'm like, okay, OnlyFans, and what are they saying over at OnlyFans? They're back up and running in Russian Belarus after creators were temporarily cut off from payments. Um, 
I saw that Twitter is having a little bit of a, how shall we say, purge due to misinformation. 20,000 plus accounts. Elon Musk is in the news today, of course. I saw over the weekend he tweeted something along the lines of SpaceX internet services available in the Ukraine. I'm like, is he running a commercial now during a war? Or is it genius? Is he trying to help freedoms and saving people's lives? I don't know. I just found it a little cringy. Elon Musk suggests SpaceX could protect the ISS from crashing into the Earth. Russia's space chief said U.S. sanctions could have severe consequences for the ISS, asking who would save it from crashing in the United States or Europe, to which Musk responded with a photo of SpaceX's logo. Okay, so is he going to get into the business of of taking down satellites that are about to fall in the, the world? And when I say satellites, I'm talking about orbiting space stations in this case. <clears throat> and that's going to be one of those interesting things from the Russia-Ukraine, Russia-United States uh, international space system. How do they work together going forward? Or does this all end on Wednesday? Historically, it ends within two months. Um, diplomatic issues have, are well-documented on, in, the, in the news. Sam Stovall, if you Google Sam Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, he gives you the statistics on military outbreaks around the world and how they've held up over time on the stock market. That should give you a little bit of comfort. I'm not saying a lot, but a little bit. Amazon says they're planning to sell digital advertising space inside its physical stores. This is fascinating. Facebook used to steal, not steal, Facebook used to build very detailed profiles of you that they can sell to the advertisers. So the advertisers are like, yeah, that guy who posted that he was with France and on Facebook, he, uh, he doesn't like terrorism. So he changed his profile picture. Now he, he's, he's pro Ukraine. Probably can't find Ukraine on a map, but he's pro Ukraine. So advertisers say, I want him. We're going to be selling American flags this July 4th. And we need someone who's a patriot. And so Facebook's kind of, I got this interesting relationship with advertisers. And then Apple said, you know, anything that, our users use on our phones, we're going to keep it to them or give them the right to give it to you or not. So Amazon saying that they're going to be selling digital advertising inside physical stores. I find that fascinating. Could you imagine being in the produce aisle and you're literally looking in the spinach section and you're like, I wonder if I'm going to go with spinach tonight or kale or iceberg about it. Like I, I tend to like a kale or spinach myself, a little bit leafier, darker green. I am not I know you're saying, but then I do that. I grab for it. And the advertisement on the screen goes, don't forget to pick up your steaks. Hint, hint, wink, wink, rob, rob, black. I'm like, ooh, that would be interesting where you're shopping and how they craft the sales to you, knowing that when you walk in, you scan your ID and they know everything that you've bought in the last 30 years. I'm embarrassed. If you go to your order history, this is really, I, I don't want to admit this. I don't want to admit this, but if you go to your order history on Amazon, you go back to the very first couple of things you bought. A lot of books, a lot of DVDs. And then you're like, oh, I bought a DVD that was, oh no, oh no. It might've had some nudity in it. And I'm like, man, I was a young man. Didn't have access to Showtime and HBO my whole life. And oh boy, I really bought that. And I'm like, can I get that off my, my screen? <laughs> like so my spouse ever looks at everything I've ever bought on Amazon it'd be kind of embarrassing. I think everything you've ever bought on Amazon. 
Things are looking bleak for the company Robinhood. The investing app struck it rich by turning stock trades into a game, but now its stock has plunged 80% and it's having to start copying its old school rivals. What's next for Robinhood if they're no longer a disruptor? I'd say glorified E-Trade. That's okay. It's just not my kind of stock. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.